Well, good morning, everybody. This is Mark Tackett again here at uh, Santo, Texas, First Baptist Church. And really glad to be here with my good friend, Don Shira. And uh, Don um, is someone I've got to know over the past few years and a real blessing. And Don, um, we start us off and just share a little bit about your early life, uh, where, you, where you grew up and what impacted your life and um, then maybe how you ended up in Santo, Texas, and uh, I'd love to hear. I'd love to hear that, and I'm sure other people would too. Well, we was all raised as what they call army brats, and uh, so we we moved all over the country as my dad got stationed in different places. And I've got me and my brother, the two oldest. We were born in California. I got two brothers born in Missouri. I've got a sister who's born in. Pennsylvania, and I got a sister who was born in Germany, so we got wow. pretty much everything covered. Yeah, we got everything pretty much covered there. So, but in '64, my we got stationed. We moved from Germany, and we got stationed into Leesville, Louisiana, and uh, that's where my dad retired. So that's been home. So we're not actually born in Louisiana, but we've been raised there. So that's that's our home, and that's where we're at. And uh, I was working up in the Panhandle. And they asked me to come do a job that was going to last uh, six months. And it actually, they started out, it was going to be in Weatherford, but it ended up, it was here in Santo. And I really didn't want to do it. I'd been in the Panhandle three and a half years on a, a three-month job. And I ended up three and a half years, and I wanted to go back home. And they taught me into coming here. So I come here to uh, do this job, and that's been about... 19 years ago, so I think my six months is almost up. Wow, so, 19 years ago. Yeah, so anyway, uh, so then, so I've been here ever since, so. You know, uh, the, one of the things that you've shared a lot in, with fellowship in the church and in, in different Bible studies or in Sunday school uh, is how a lot of times the Lord has used you to help people from everything from broke down cars to that just happened to run across your path and would you agree with that yeah yeah I, I I've really been blessed to be able to help a lot of people you know the Lord has just used me to help folks that broke down along the way and a lot of them didn't have anybody to call and they didn't have uh or financial means to even fix their vehicle or sometimes something as simple as just to buy some gas to get them the rest of the way. And the, you know, the Lord has blessed me to always help people and they've always been really thankful for it. And, and, and a lot of the folks that, that, that I do, I have helped in the past, me and my guys at the shop, not just me, uh, they were Christian people too. You know, they were Christians and I, and, and, and I helped one, one time and, and he said his, what him and his wife had sat up and his wife prayed all night for help. And they just kind of stumbled upon my place the next day. And I helped them and in the, in the, in the, he thanked me and he tried to pay me and I wouldn't take it. And, and he, and, uh, and I told him it was just a blessing for me to be able to help him. And, uh, he, and that's when he told me the story that they'd stayed in a truck stop down the road and they had prayed all night for someone to help them because they didn't know what they was going to do. So the Lord's always working, and he's going to put folks together that can help and need help. You just have to have faith. Right. And don't you think that's really the hands and feet of, of who we're supposed to be? The actual doing 
in demonstrating love towards people and not just talking about it. Yeah, I mean, you know, anybody can talk about it, but when you reach out and you take time out of your day, you know, it, it never happens at a convenient time. Right. I mean, every time I've, I've, I've helped folks, I always had a hundred things to do, but at the end of the day, everything I had to do wasn't as important as to help somebody. You might not think of it at the time like that, but you need to take time and help folks that need help, and I think that's why we're here. Right. You know, um, the, I'm going to read a scripture right quick. Um, it's in the book of John, chapter 5, and it, um, I believe it's verse 16. It says, So the Jewish leaders began harassing Jesus for breaking the Sabbath rules. Well, the rules he was breaking was actually healing people and doing things to help people on the Sabbath. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. And so the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him, for he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. So I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, I'll give you the opportunity. You believe in Jesus? Yes. And uh, I'm sure. Just know a little bit about you, but I know you, you nailed that down a long time ago. You want to share a little bit about how you came to know Jesus and how, what he means to your life on a, on a, you know, on a daily basis? Well, you know, it was kind of strange. I, don't, I really don't know how or why it took place other than it maybe it was just something that was working on me. But I was just in, I was in church listening to service one day and uh it was it was just like someone had dumped a hot pail of water over top of me and in me you know and it just i had a burning in me and at that moment i knew that i had accepted christ into my life and it's been that way ever since that's good um and how how knowing jesus how's that changed your life oh i mean it's turned me all the way around it's it's given me better understanding and better, better uh, understanding of life itself and people, and it's 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 helped me or it tries to help me anyway about judging people and and uh, just all the way around. It's made my life completely different and better. Has it changed how you react to people? Oh yeah, it's it's helped me with my temperament and understanding and. And I try to go by what I've read in the Bible, that your tongue is your largest muscle in your body. And so I try not to use it too much. I try to keep it still, and that keeps me out of a lot of trouble. Right. Um, so Jesus has, has an effect on your temperament and, and just who you are. Um, is that instant, or does that take place over time? Oh no, it take. I think it takes place over time, and it's a, it's a working thing that every day. I mean, it's not just something. Hey, I mastered this and don't have to worry about it no more. It's it's a daily struggle, and it's a, and daily you have to ask for forgiveness because you're always slipping up doing something or whatever. And but but it gets easier as time goes on. But it's it's a daily chore. Right. You know, in the same book of John, uh, chapter five. Further down, I believe it's verse 25, and it says, And I assure you that the time is coming, indeed it's here now, when the dead will hear my voice, the voice of the Son of God, and those who listen will live. 
Uh, what does that mean to you that, that there's a time coming that when those that hear the voice of the Lord will, will live? Well, they'll, I, I think that means that they'll live with Christ, that, you know, that when the time comes, they're going to they're gonna ascend with Christ and not be left behind. Right. So what would you, there's so much, so much going on in the world. What would you say to the, the people out there about why they should give their life to the Lord? What, you know, you've, I've accepted the Lord, you've accepted the Lord. And it, that's important to us personally, but I know you have a big heart and that that's important to you that you see people out there that just aren't making that connection. And I know that God has to draw people to you, but what would you say to them? To uh, how would you try to convey that message to the world, to the people out there that might have come across? Uh, well, I think I think that there's maybe there is some people like myself was for a long time that just kind of put it off and and believed in the Lord, but never never fully accepted the Lord and and took that next step. And there's so many people like that, that that are that way, and they always think about there's tomorrow, there's tomorrow, I can do it tomorrow. But we're not guaranteed tomorrow. We're never, you know, we're not guaranteed anything. When we, when, if we're lucky enough to lay down tonight, we may not open our eyes in the morning. So it, it's a dangerous game that a lot of people play to just wait and put it off, the, you know, and, and not only that, but I mean, it's just your life is so much better. The turmoil is not near like it, it is, you know, when you're always fighting and, and conniving and doing different things. You know, when you accept the Lord and you live in a different way, uh, I'm not saying that it's a lot easier, but it, it, it you're at least going down the right path. Right. Right. Um. It also says, I tell you the truth, those who listen to my message and believe in God who sent me have eternal life. They will never be condemned for their sins, but have already passed from death to life. So uh, the Lord is really clear. Those were his words. And, you know, in the book of John, that uh, that eternal life is only in the Lord himself. Uh, you got any comment on that? Well, I mean, like we're talking about, if you live through the Lord, you're sure not going to be perfect. And you, there's everyday deals that you've got to ask for forgiveness and do better in it. But at least you are living with the Lord. And, and I mean, that's, that's at least that's a step in the right direction. Right, right. Um, there's, a, I know you work in a, uh, well, tell us a little bit about what you do do, your work. How, what would you say? What all different things are you involved with? Because oh, every time I'm around you, I find out something new and and just. Well, we run we run trucks. We we got cattle trucks and we have reefer trucks. And we haul rock and sand gravel and and we've got track hoes and track loaders and we clean stock tanks and and we clear brush and. We sell moss rock. I mean, there's there's lots of different things we do. We just uh, we just try to stay busy, and stay afloat. Well, the 
So I know this person because I've heard you tell the stories that you told me one this morning about, you know, some of the struggles that you that you have in trying to keep all that afloat mm-hmm. and some of the things you have to deal with, uh, such as trucks breaking down or missing deliveries or this type of thing. And how do you deal, how do you juggle all that? And what gives you the strength, what direction and what causes you to not just take matters into your own hands at times and do what your carnal nature wants you, wants us to do? Go well, ahead and open up and say what's in there. In in the past, you know, I'd get mad and I'd kick dirt and cuss and rant and rave about things and but such as what? Give us an example. Well, like what when happens? some well, like when if a truck gets tore up and it's and a lot of times it's a driver error, they don't care, they just didn't think or you know, different things like that, you know, or too lazy to get up and show up on time and you lose a job, you know. I just right. Well, like this morning you shared about the truck that broke down, the rear end went out, and you saw it as a blessing. And you had a heart, and you shared that, and your guys didn't really see it as a blessing, but you shared why, go ahead and well, share I, that story. I, I try to look at everything that, you know, that I was taught a long time ago, everything can always be worse. You know, where did you get that from? My mom. My mom, mom taught me that. Go ahead and share about that and a little bit. Yeah, she always told me no matter what happens, it could always be worse. And I'm like, how can it be any worse than this, Mom? And she's like, well, it could always be worse. Trust me, it could always be worse. And it took me all these years to realize that. And and I was kind of sharing that with my driver. We was in Dallas, and the truck broke down, and he had to get it towed in. And it broke down about 2 o'clock, and the record driver had to go do something else first and by the time he got the truck and got it back the shop it was 11 o'clock at night and I and I told that driver I said well it's kind of a blessing it happened when it did he said how do you figure he said it broke down I sat there all day and waited for the wrecker had to get here now the truck still tore up and I said well yeah but I said you were scheduled to go 250 miles the other way Monday and it could have broke down there and you could have spent two days down there and it was still would have been tore up and we had to get a record to bring you in so it was a blessing it happened here and you got home and slept in your own bed whether than had to sleep in that truck for two days waiting for him to show up so you you can find a blessing in anything that happens sometimes it ain't easy but and, and things are going to happen whether it's a driver's error or just a mechanical error but you have to learn that there's a reason behind everything and i mean the truck could have broke down somewhere else, you know, way further away or, or worse, or there's just too many different variables. But if you look, you can find the blessing in anything that happens. Yeah. I know you told me a story about uh, uh, you had a load and you were coming back this way when there was a hurricane in Louisiana and your truck caught on fire. Mm-hmm. You want to share a little bit about that and how there was a blessing even in that? Well, and, and there was, I mean, it was, it was loaded down and I had, you know, I had a bunch of hay on there. I had a bunch of gas and some of my guns and I just, just was loaded down to go back home for this hurricane that was coming, but that it had ended up, it lasted three weeks and I didn't get 20 miles down the road and the wiring in my truck caught on fire and it was all in the wiring harness. I mean, it was good. It wasn't no scrapes, nothing. There was no reason for it to have shorted out and caught on fire, but it did. And I ended up, as it was, I just turned around and went back 
and uh, the wrecker towed the truck home. We got the fire out, and the wrecker towed the truck home, and I just got my pickup and didn't pull a trailer or do nothing. I just went with what few things I needed and went home, and as it was, I really didn't have time to fool with all the stuff I was taking home anyway. I was just trying to do too many things at once, whether than just go home and take care of what was the, my immediate needs. So I guess the Lord just kind of showed me that uh, what I needed to do, and I thought I knew better, but we never know better. Right. You know. Well, tell me a little bit. You, you, a lot of times you're pretty outspoken about fellowship and how important it is. Uh, it, would you talk a little bit about that? Why the uh, your perspective on fellowship with with other believers uh, in the things at church that we have the opportunity to go to that a lot of times we take for granted and in that. I think I think fellowship in in church and just fellowship even like with our, our men's groups on Thursdays is very important because you can share things and. And with the Bible study and and the, the the Sunday school in the mornings, you learn so much. That is the background for church. If if you don't have the background, you can go to church and you can listen and follow the Bible some, but you may not have a clue what's going on or actually what it means. You can you can listen to it, but you, when you leave, you're still scratching your head. You know about what what was actually said there. So it's very important for fellowship for that and and to talk with each other and to, to share things with each other, to look in different ways about things in the Bible and about your daily life. It's so easy, I, I feel, to mess up or stray when you don't have that fellowship. When you stay home, and, and I know a lot of folks can't go to church and they have to stay home and watch it on TV or on Facebook or something, and I'm not surely not saying nothing's wrong with it, but... When you have fellowship and you meet every week, it, it keeps you it keeps you hooked up. It keeps you knowing what to do and what not to do, and it keeps you on a straight path. It's too easy to stray and do wrong or or, or, or slack and reading your Bible or, or living the way you should when you don't have that fellowship to, to keep you together and keep you straight. Yeah. I remember when COVID hit, there was a point there, me and you talked on the phone one day, one morning, and you told me that you could see changes in people because they weren't plugged in. Do you remember that? Yeah, they, the, you know, uh, when the church is closed and everybody was watching on TV and on Facebook and all, well, some of them may watch and some may not, and it's easy to turn it on and watch five minutes of it and go do something else, and you come back and say, well, it's already over, you know, and you miss it, and you really don't get nothing out of it, so it's almost like, you skip church. You didn't go to church that day, you know, and people start changing right away. It's their attitude, the way they talk, the way they deal, the way they do business, just their outlook. I mean, you could you could listen to some folks that the way they talked or, or, or things that they shared that they would have never done before. COVID, you know, and, and now and you notice sudden, that I kind of went yeah. the other direction with you. But at yeah, that time, no, I yeah. said, Don, I don't know about that. I think this might be a good thing. But you were saying with your interactions with people that you saw and you talked to, you said you could see a change that you didn't think was a good change. Right. I, I, you know? I, I, I didn't, and I still see some today like that that's not, that, you know, they still haven't really got back into church and, uh, and, and live their life like they used to. And, you know, so it's, I don't know. I'm kind of wondering, you know, maybe if this COVID was a way to test Christians to see 
if if they were really Christians and and, and followed followed the Lord, or if they just kind of went around, went through the rolls like others. Ooh, and I, I mean, and preaching I, now. well, I mean, I'm not judging people or saying it, nothing like that because I'm sure nowhere near perfect myself, you know, and I mess up. Not daily, but but hourly, you know. So I mean, I'm the first one to stand up and tell you, I, you know, I, I'm definitely a work in progress here. But uh, I just I just think, uh, be, I mean, if you're if you if you really if you really got it in you and you're Christian, you're going to want to be there. You're going to find your church. My mama always said, "There's a church open somewhere, and it don't matter where you are." Or will you go on Sunday, if you're not at your church, find you one that's open. Whatever religion, whatever denomination, go. And that's what should be taking place now, and it's not. Yeah. You know. You know, you shared a little bit this morning at our men's group about your mom and and that she was a true believer. But it denomination really didn't bother, it didn't sound like. No, no. She, I mean, she was a practicing Catholic, and she raised us Catholic. But that didn't matter to her if if if, if the Catholic Church wasn't having a mass, and there was a Baptist or a Pentecost, and they was having something, and they were having a singing. She was all lined up for it. She wanted to go, and she, you know, she just believed in the Lord, and wherever it was taking place, she wanted to be there and be that's, part of it. That's just pretty know. amazing to me, because we live in a time where people's finding every excuse to to have conflict with somebody else. She didn't let her way that she, her denomination stand in the way of, of joining in with other people. Well, I think as long as you're, if everybody is worshiping the Lord, I don't think there's a bad religion. There's not a wrong religion. People do it in a different way, whether you're Baptist, Catholic, or what you are. You know, you're all worshiping the Lord and you do it in a different way. And, 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 you know, too many people get hung up in that and they want to condemn one religion or find fault in it. But I don't think there's no fault in it. As long as we're all geared towards the same thing, mm -hmm. I think that's what it needs to be. Right. Uh, it's kind of, a, kind of a hard question, but what do you see God up to today in the world? Is there, is there, do you think God's on the move do you, differently now than what he's been? And, you know, I use the word God kind of loosely but but then I don't you know God wants to be a part of our lives and he wants to be because if we leave this 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 life without him you know the Bible says we we don't go to heaven we go to a place called hell do you what do you see go what's going on in the world right now it's lots of changes I mean there, it is different than it than it has been. Our world changed, you know. Uh, just what do you what do you see going on? Well, I I think, you know, it seems like every day, you know, everything about the Bible and, and the way they say the ends of times are coming is getting closer and closer. You know, and we don't know if it's going to be next week or a hundred years from now, but it's just getting closer and closer, and. The, the virus they claim was a man-made virus, and if it was, you know, it it was, uh, and it may be a way for the Lord to be kind of testing and bringing it out to people, the ones that 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 feel that they're saved and they're Christians, but maybe they are, maybe they aren't, and He's giving them time to open their eyes and repent 
and get back to where they need to be, you know, and the ones that don't, don't. But I think maybe everything's for this is happening is for some kind of a reason. You know, you know, anytime something gets bad enough that it closes the churches down, there's a problem, you know. So, and I'm not saying it was right or wrong to close the churches, but what I'm saying is things should have carried on and people should have been the same, whether they were going to church or not. And I just feel like they weren't. So this is the time for folks to get back and repent and just say, hey, you know, I messed up, but I'm back and let's get it done here. So, Right. Well, that's good. That's good. Well, it's been good. I it's uh, I appreciate your openness and allowing me to kind of pry and, and open up uh, a little bit and getting you to share. Uh, well, again, I mean, like... I don't mean if I sound like I was opinionated or something like that. I'm, I'm not. That's just kind of how I feel about things. But I'm sure not looking down my nose at anybody or well, or, or well, saying that I'm better than them because no, I know no. I know I'm not. You know, I'm for sure. You know, that's that's not what I'm saying. But I just feel like you know, people need to step back and take a look at themselves and and fix things where they can. Right. You know that that's all I'm saying. Get and right, like a, get right with the Lord. And yeah. I'm and, and like I said, I'm right up front. I'm the front of the line. So well, that's good. Well, I guess we're our time's about close for the day. And just want to thank you for being here. And uh, would you mind closing us with a prayer? I will. Lord, thank you for this opportunity you've given me today to visit with with Mark and John David here and. Uh, and just to talk a little bit about you and the ways of the world. And uh, thank you for everything you give us, Lord. And, and help us to remember all the people that we, we pray for daily and the ones that we don't pray for that, but are still on our list, our unmentioned prayers. Lord, uh, remember them. And, and some of our members in the church that are really sick and they actually they need extra attention and to watch over, Lord. So... If you'll take care of them and help the folks that have strayed and, and kind of got away from, bring them back to the church and, and back to your ways, Lord. And uh, that's all I know to say, Lord. Just bring them back. In your name we pray, Lord. Amen. Amen. All right. Whew.